0: Previously on Funny Science Fiction.
1: First off, I just have to commend you. I I love that in the same sentence you used my daughter and gateway drug with Star Wars. That (laughs) (laughs) power to you.
2: Hi, this is Francois Chow and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast.
3: The podcast where what if becomes what is or what the heck?
4: I'll tell you one better. Why if?
3: All right, so our guest today is a veteran actor and a voice actor who you've probably seen or heard in shows like Lost, The Expanse, The Tick. Maybe you've heard his voice in the XCOM game series and even some really cool retro G.I. Joe stuff because, you know, G.I. Joe. Anyway, uh, so I'm very excited and very honored to have uh, the opportunity to welcome Francois Chow to our get to our show today as our guest. Hi, guys,
2: everybody yo joe
1: <laughs> thank yo. <laughs> you so much for joining us tonight
3: yeah welcome to the show Francois. excited to have you on here honestly um we had an opportunity to talk with uh joshua schubart and uh michael oh, okay. uh, uh boy i'm gonna and serve michael serverus there it is thank you uh I on, was on the helpful. Show. you were helpful because i was gonna slaughter his last name <laughs> Um, <laughs>
1: that's, it. that's that's all the helpful we get though. I'm done.
3: There it is. Yeah, Neville, <laughs> we'll take it. So we were, we had an opportunity to talk to them, uh, about their time on the tick. And so uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, so I'm really excited to have you on tonight and talk with you a little bit, uh, a little bit about that. We'll talk about some of the other stuff that you've, you've done over your career and, and, uh, we'll give you a few minutes here, certainly to talk about anything you've got upcoming as well. Um, but one of the things that we always like to do with our guest Francois is to talk about their backgrounds, their influences, Mm -hmm. kind of what helped them to become the person that we have, you know, sitting in front of us today. So if you don't mind, would you tell us about uh, what some of your science fiction influences were as a young man that helped you along your way? And are there fandoms that you still follow today?
2: Okay, so uh, I am uh, probably, I would say I am a child of television. I have probably watched more TV and movies than maybe, well, I don't know, maybe all you guys put together, but uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's not a challenge there. Okay? Um, when I first came to the States, I was, uh, I would say about, uh, I think I was about seven years old, maybe. And uh, TV was it. And basically that's how I learned to speak English is watching oh, wow. my, favorites, my favorite, my favorite, Uh, of all time so far star trek original series and along with that you know all the other stuff that was that was showing in the 60s star trek uh uh what else uh wild wild west batman lost in space uh you know all sorts of anything i could i could watch I, i ended up watching uh so that's that's sort of my my big uh I, I had loved TV and, and movies since I was a kid and uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to be able to do it now until
1: now.
3: That's cool. It's
1: yeah. that's, that's such a cool way to learn English too. I mean, yeah,
2: I, you know, it's, I mean, you well uh, when you're a kid, it, you pick it up, pick up uh, things pretty fast. So and luckily, you know, because when I came to this country, all I spoke was uh, French. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I had to go to bilingual school for like a year or so before my English got uh good enough to join in with the rest of the crowd.
3: Yeah. When you think about it, it's kind of interesting to think of Star Trek as like a 1960s and 70s Rosetta Stone.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you, you learned English from William Shatner.
3: See, and I can't speak like him.
1: Exactly!
2: <laughs> but still can everybody else.
1: <laughs> but you learned how to be expressive with your English that way. <laughs>
2: That's 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 a nice way of saying <laughs> <laughs> the, the William Shatner school of acting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I love the original Star Trek, but oh. Shatner's overacting is one of I, I mean, that's just that's sort part of, of what make, makes the show.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you go you watch him now in the, in the original shows and I watch it and I go, wow, how does he how does he pull it off? Mm hmm. Because, shoot, you buy it totally, but, you know, you watch right. him and you go, wow, oh, that's just, that's, that's commitment.
1: Yeah, definitely. There, definitely. There's
3: the, uh, the Shatner drinking game now. When it's high, <laughs> it, right. If you're watching, Shat, you know, uh, an older version of Star Trek, and every right. time Shatner overacts, you're, you're supposed to take a shot.
1: And that's <laughs> how you die of alcohol poisoning.
3: <laughs> that is how yeah. you die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Especially right if, the, if, the, if the Enterprise is going through some turbulence or is under fire. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Your chairs are
1: shaking. You're
2: done. The best, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would say maybe not overacting. Maybe it's just the 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 you know how acting styles will will change mm-hmm. through the through sure. the eras. I, I I would give it to him that that was the style that he was
0: that he was. I doing. could see that.
3: You so could see that yeah the 50s 60s and 70s were definitely more uh over dramatic on on some of the things yeah. that they did they were more expressive yeah. more you know yeah i mean he more, still did a
1: he still did it a little bit in boston legal but i think that was that was also the character yeah. in boston legal was a little yeah. over the top
3: yeah.
2: yeah 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 he's uh you know I, I mean who would have thought right after star trek i mean he was captain kirk and then of course he did all all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. right tj hey, hooker hey. <laughs> uh but that his career would be, you know, the the Boston Eagle stuff came along and still going like, strong
1: at 90. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Good times. You can get them. So, Francois, I know you best from your time on Lost, and I mm-hmm. watched all of Lost. I loved it, even when it made absolutely no sense. I loved it. Tim and I actually host another podcast together, and we got to talk to Mark Pellegrino on that show. <laughs> right. We didn't talk about Lost a lot but Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your character, Dr. Chang. So -hmm. you went from being in the Dharma Initiative films to being on the island with the rest of the cast in season five. Right. So how big of a change was that for your character? And do you have memorable um, experiences from that transition?
2: Uh, It it was kind of, the the big change was um, when we filmed Lost, uh, it might be one of the first series that, uh, these days, everybody's, you know, secretive and the security and this and that and you know nobody wants their anything to be to be leaked to uh, on on the internet and stuff like that when we started filming when they started filming Lost, mm-hmm. i think it, it was you know especially once the series uh became very popular um uh, everything was was uh, my stuff uh was usually given to me like the night before um and uh it was just my thing, my stuff that I was never given the whole script, hmm. so uh, I, I would just I, you know, I would learn my stuff, and I would do it and, and what interesting thing is that uh, you know after a few seasons, once he got uh, once, once uh, the character sort of appeared in, uh, i guess in real life uh, mm-hmm. on the island, and you started learning a little bit more about him. Uh, I thought I kept I would I would read it and I'd go Wow he he he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk <laughs> <laughs> Yeah he was
0: <laughs> I was going
2: to say something else but
3: I, 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 uh, that's good we uh, understand jerk
2: like, Yeah uh, and 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 I go Wow I didn't I didn't realize how much I guess I'm stuck I, don't, I guess I got to be this guy <laughs> from now on um, uh, And it was it was it was nice change to finally you know. People always ask me oh so how is it working with uh, these these cast members and this and that and i mean the first uh i would say up until i think season uh what season four and a half five mm-hmm. uh before he appeared um i didn't i never i never met anybody i didn't see anybody and uh it, it was nice to finally sort of meet some castmates and, and talk to a real person across from you as opposed to just you know doing those orientation videos. Right. Uh, but it it was, you know, hey, I I I missed my trips to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm
0: that, sure. All that
1: time.
2: Man. Uh <sighs> that was that was that was great. Sweet. That's great.
3: That's that would a be rough the definite work environment.
1: Right. That would yeah. be the definite <laughs> perk to working on Lost is trips to Hawaii.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I when I first got the job, you know. Uh, I was like, yeah, all yeah, right, here we go, you know, uh, and then they called and said, you know, here, your call time uh, is, uh, you're going to be tomorrow at, uh, you know, 5 p.m. and uh, you're going to the Burbank Studios. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what Burbank Studios? I thought we going to Hawaii. They said, no, 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 this is, you know, we're just going to go film a little bit in the, uh, in the studio. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and uh, it, it was like, uh it wasn't until I think the, th- the third time we did it that we finally started doing it in Hawaii.
3: <laughs> Honey, unpack the bag. We're, we're just going up. I know. We're just, we're just going to LA. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not that exciting yet. So there's often
4: something that we tend to hold dear to our hearts, whether it was a saying or an experience that changed how we do things. Was there like a character or an experience that changed how you viewed your career?
2: You know, um, I would have to say definitely. I've been, let's see, I'm trying to think of how long I've been doing this. It's gotta be like, some 40 plus years. And I waited 40 plus years to finally, finally be able to play Walter in The Tick. Because that that is like my that turns out be, that is my favorite all time uh, gig. Uh, once I, I, mean, I when I, I read the script, and I thought, ah, oh, this is this is kind of this is kind of fun. But once I, I got cast and I was doing it, it it was just sort of like it, it, there was no no effort. It was just hey, it's like I don't know, it's like breathing. Yeah, I just kind of stepped into it. And it was just so much fun doing that character. That, uh, uh, yeah, that, that that's it. That's that's the uh, that's the change for me.
4: What was I, it about I, Walter?
2: Well, Walter basically uh, is me. You know, he's he's like a kind of a schlubby, uh, you know, just sort of boring guy who was kind of didn't really, you know. I mean, I, I'm usually the the bad guy, usually the villain, right? And I mean, I've done gazillion episodic TV shows where it's always hey, I'm the crime lord or I'm the, the, the drug lord or whatever. It's always you know oh you know, kill you know, kill MacGyver kill you know whatever whoever whoever's <laughs> whatever show I was doing at the time. <laughs> uh, and then the tick came along and it was just like wow uh, you know. I, first of all the first the first season you know like I said he was he was just this nice guy. Uh, and then uh, he starts. There's a little twist at the end, and then the second season, you find out that he's a little more than uh, than he is. Uh, oh, geez, I hope, I hope I'm not spoiling Wait. anything.
3: No, you're doing <laughs> fine,
2: you're good. but uh, yeah, but you know, it, it turned out great. It was just like I said, it, it's just uh, it's, it's basically me. <laughs> I
3: do, I do love uh, Walter's character. I love how in the first season and especially in some uh, areas uh, he just comes off as so oblivious to certain things around yeah. him. Like, like the, the, yeah. the, the, the book signing uh, for, the, right. for, the, right. for oh. the dog. I laughed so hard. Oh, uh, just God. He's sitting there talking to Arthur and he's just like, you know, Oh, you do you already have this book or, you know, I didn't know you were <laughs> coming. It was just, and you know, and Arthur's in <laughs> yeah. full, you know, yeah. I just, yeah, I just, yeah. I, lo- I absolutely loved that. Um, I think
2: one of the things I liked about him is that he's so um, earnest and there's, there's mm-hmm. not a, it's not like, he's not putting on anything. He's not right. know, being whatever. It's yeah. just, oh my God, it's, it's, it's midnight and I, I'm here and it's just so exciting. And uh,
0: oh my God. Your, oh, your reaction guess. to
3: the slippers at the birthday party. Oh yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely like, oh, shit, fantastic. I've always wanted these. These are oh yeah. That was there was like almost uh, if that wasn't genuine happiness, you really did very well at portraying (laughs) it because that that looked like uh... that looked like you know you were actually getting a present. Uh, So uh,
2: I'm uh, the only thing I'm bummed about is because we we didn't get a season three. I I I was kind of hoping that I would find out uh, what the whole thing with Walter and. uh, you know,
0: how's your feet? Are your feet okay? Or, you you know, I don't know what that is. That
3: would have been great. Yeah. So, uh, Francois, the the first credit that IMDB shows for you is your time on G.I. Joe as Quick Kick as a voice actor. Uh, But as we all know, IMDB is not infallible and can often be wrong. But on the off chance that IMDB is correct, and that is the GI Joe work is your, in fact, your first foray into acting um, professionally, uh, that, as far as that's concerned. Um, could you tell us how that work with GI Joe came about? For that to be your first gig, and what was if, for all of our GI Joe fans, what would you say was your most favorite thing about being part of that GI Joe universe?
2: Uh, in this case, IMDb is correct. Uh, that was my yeah that was my first professional gig uh I, I had uh moved to la uh a few months before that uh to you know get try to get work in in film and tv and i was lucky enough um, <clears throat> uh got a, a commercial agent and they sent me on this audition they said hey go you know it's a voiceover thing it's a, the character is this guy who's uh i guess his shtick was that he he did the really bad impressions of kind of old movie stars, right? Like, right. You know, Don Wayne and Comfortville <laughs> Garden and stuff like that. Uh, so I said, okay, I think I can do a bad impression of those guys. So I went, I auditioned, and, uh, you know, didn't think anything about it. And then a few days later, they said, "Hey, you got the job. I was like, yeah, oh my God, this is great. Uh, it was, I would say, uh, the, not, not it was, you know, of course, very exciting, but also very, very uh, just. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's like being thrown into the deep end of the pool, because okay. at that time, at that time, voiceover uh, people. There was a very small group of, of mm-hmm. voiceover actors who basically did everything we ever saw. Yeah, I mean, and it was a very tight group. Everybody knew each other. They all had, you know, they all did all this stuff. And so there they were. And I come in there, I come in there and I'm like, uh, geez, uh, I, I know I I never done anything like that before. So it was very intimidating. And it, it just took a little time for me to get, you know, get my my sea legs and just uh uh just kind of do it with them. And even now, you know, I don't think I would I mean I'm still I I would never say that I, I got really uh uh, you know the, the people always say hey uh this person's an actor this person's a voice actor it's uh it, it's not really i mean we're all actors they just right. you know those guys just managed to just do voiceover stuff um and uh it's 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 a, it's an amazing talent to be able to do and i still you know i still can't a lot of my most of my voiceover stuff is just it's basically me my voice well those guys you know i, I mean the, the the legendary like frank welker and Michael mm-hmm. Bell and all those guys, you know, they can yeah. they say, Oh, uh, make the sound of a rocking chair. And <laughs> they would give you like three different sounds of a rocking chair. And you just right. sit there and go, what, what, what the heck
0: is that? <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. We had the, we had the opportunity to talk to Michael Bell and he is uh-huh. just incredible. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know how he does half of those voices.
2: I, it's it's amazing. You know, it's just the, uh, you know, it's a talent that, uh, I think you have it and then you, you, you develop it and you work it, in, man.
1: Uh, Grow on it. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, when he's, I was. He's
3: a ton sorry. of fun. Yeah. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. He he was a ton of fun and got me in <laughs> trouble, but that's a different story. I'm not supposed to mention that anymore because my mother gets mad at me. Anyway. So, anyways, <laughs> Kathleen
3: can't bring it up, but I can. So, uh, <laughs>
1: That's right. Kathleen. See, see, Mom, it's Tim's fault this time. Not
3: mine. <laughs> she doesn't have an address to my house. I'm good. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so he was on, on Darkwing duck and he did the voice of, of quacker Jack on that. Mm-hmm. And when Kathleen was younger, uh, she told, an e- uh, I almost said an evildoer, somebody that she was around and told an adult uh, to suck gas, evildoer. And her mother <laughs> didn't appreciate that. So pretty much told her she couldn't watch the show anymore. And quacker Jack was her favorite character. And so he came on, did the whole voice he oh, did. A, he he spoke. You know uh, something about uh, to hey Kathleen's mother.
1: Mom, you want to play? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then did the laugh and the whole nine yards. And of course, we made that a highlight and put that out for there for not only Kathleen <laughs> to enjoy but her mother as well. Because uh, my her... mom
1: is a loyal listener, and I'm right. going to be. in so Hi, much Kathleen's,
3: mom. Hi <laughs> Kathleen's mom.
1: Hi, Kathleen's mom. I am so grateful anyway. that she is as supportive of my crazy endeavors as she is. But so <laughs> anyway. So Francois, when I was younger, we didn't have a gaming console, so I grew up playing PC video games. Right. And in the mid-90s, the the near movie quality cutscenes were the very in thing with those video games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what do you remember about playing Lieutenant Winston Vagabond Chang in Wing yeah. Commander 3 and 4?
2: Yeah. Uh, It was, you know, it was great because uh, right before that I had, I think I did a one sort of video game. And at that time, you know, technology was not whatever it was like, I I think I I just, I stood in front of this screen and I, you know, said my lines and then I would turn right, you know, say my lines, I would turn left and say my lines. And that was the basic, my basic role in, in whatever video game I did at that time. So then I got Wing Commander and man, uh well I didn't realize how popular it was at first. Uh but then you know you go there and, and there are all these like real actors <laughs> uh in it. Uh and we we, sh- we the first one uh was a lot of uh a lot of green screen stuff, but it was still, you know, you you had uh characters that you, you would be uh, talking to, and you know you had whole scenes to perform, and, and the second one was basically was shooting a movie with mm-hmm. like, uh, practical sets and special effects, and you know all you know, everything, it was just like, "Wow, what you know, this is great." Um, so it, it was uh, they sent me the game, and uh i I got on my pc and uh, I didn't have a, a whatever you call it a joystick or whatever to mm-hmm. fly the missions. And I didn't, of course, uh, I'm on the keyboard and, uh, you know, two seconds in, I'm like, oh, I just got killed. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it was one of those games where you can't move on if you if you're dead. Right. So I
0: never
2: never knew what what was going on. I was just like, oh, I got killed. Sorry. I I never saw any of those scenes. (laughs) Uh, It was like, oh, dang. Um, But it was great. It was it was it was just the. it, it was an amazing experience, you yeah.
1: so You mentioned there being some pretty big celebrities on set, and yeah. one of those big names is Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill himself. Yeah, that is that's pretty cool. I mean, not everybody gets to share screen time with Mark Hamill. I, uh, I mean, we I, would all love to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if I got uh, my attention.
2: Somebody sent me a picture. Uh, there's a there's a screen grab of there's me, uh, there's Mark Hamill, and there's, uh, God, he's gonna kill me because uh, I'm gonna not say his real name, but Biff, <laughs> Biff from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, Tom. Uh, Tom. Anyways, there's a shot of the three of us just hanging out at the bar or something, right? And it's I'm like, first of all, I'm going, wow, look how young we you were. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there was you know uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, John Reese Davies, uh, uh, all all of these great actors that uh, somehow they managed to uh, corral into doing this game.
3: So, I'm Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson. Tom yes. Wilson. Yes, thank you.
1: So, just as a as a personal curiosity, being on set with Mark Hamill, being on set with these big names, mm-hmm. did you guys ever have anything resembling a lightsaber duel? Because you're with Mark Hamill.
2: <laughs> no, we we uh, you know, I don't know if well not while I was there, but oh. maybe when they were <laughs> they were doing other scenes. Uh, um, no, because let's see, that was uh, ninety ninety four, right? And when did uh, you know the first three Star Wars were already history, and the uh, the whatever the the next set? I don't think. I don't know when they came out, but, um, it
1: was, it was between the original trilogy and the prequels.
2: Right. So Star Wars were sort of in a, you know, it wasn't, it, it was sort of in the, in the Valley of. Right. Cause Wing between.
1: Commander three came out in 94. Right. Um, Tim, what year did Phantom Menace come out?
3: 99. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know,
2: so Mark Hamill was still, you know, Luke Skywalker, but not as popular as, uh, uh, as he is now, obviously. but
1: uh, um, It was kind of a low point for Star Wars. Yeah. The Dark uh, Ages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sad face. Yeah.
1: Tim's but like, yeah, no. No,
0: man, no Dark Ages. Back
2: memories. We can <laughs> <and Joe." laughs>
1: We like to be nostalgic on the show. It, it's good for us.
4: Good, good, as long good. as it doesn't
1: make Tim cry, we're all good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so as a kid, I always thought certain things I saw on TV would always be a much bigger problem than they actually are. For me, it was the quicksand. It was always the quicksand. Um, So what problem or situation did TV or movies make you think would be common, but when you grew up, found out it wasn't? I've
0: done a lot of uh, bad guys. Uh, And uh, after, you know, people always say, Ooh, you know,
2: Oh, it's so much more fun being the bad guy than, uh, you know, than the hero guy or whatever. Must just, being the hero guy is so boring. Being the bad guy is great. And, uh, you know, after a while, mm-hmm. um, being the bad guy is not that. It's not. That, it's not that great because, uh, you know, you just kind of go, oh, uh, your your character does certain things, and it's hard to to uh, you know, you not think about. What you're doing, obviously, you have to kind of divorce yourself. Basically, you're not that person. But you know, when you're playing like a murderous drug lord or something, it's, uh, I kept thinking, "Wow is is this is this fun to be uh, just kind of a you know bad guy, ordering people killed and doing bad things?" <laughs> yeah. I, I never understood why people think that. It's fun to do that uh, but I, but maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me maybe, maybe do, now, if you guys do you guys would you guys like to go you know be a bad guy and pull out your gun and mow people down
0: no
3: no thank you no it, it's, it yeah, it's, of... uh, you
0: know
2: it's uh it's 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 a weird thing it's a weird thing I, I'm sure I'm the only one who thinks that you know it's, but it's now all... i'll
3: but now all I can think of is uh, the guy from Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, just because I am bad guy does not make me right. bad right.
1: guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was doing the, I don't know if I'd want to be the bad guy, but I wouldn't mind being the girlfriend on the bad guy's arm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you have to understand. We're never the bad guys. We just do things that people think is bad.
0: Right. I mean,
2: there's always you know nobody goes around going, "Hey, I'm the bad guy. No, this just to be bad." <laughs> Uh, we just you know this is we have to do these things and uh, you guys just don't understand it's all hey
1: right, right. just seeing things from a different angle
4: there you go it, it reminds me of a uh, megamind how was like i'm the bad guy and he's right. like but then he actually wins right. and then he's like well now what now what do i do yeah
0: exactly <laughs>
3: <laughs> now i'm the good guy so that whole response there from you Francois actually leads into my next question kind of interestingly Um, because you've been tied into a lot of shows and universes over the year we've mentioned some of these already at the outset we've asked you questions about some of them but one Mm -hmm. of them that I did not mention in the introduction was your and I did this on purpose because I wanted to save it special for this question was your inclusion into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles world Uh, in 1991 you played Shredder uh, a, a bad guy, uh, <laughs> in the movie, the secret of the ooze. So, I mean, you've already talked about this to some extent, so I don't want to, I don't want to dip back into it too much here, but what about how, well, let's rephrase this question because you've already talked about how you don't really enjoy being the villain, the bad guy, but so let's take it from this, this aspect to play shredder in TMNT. Mm-hmm. What did you need to do to get yourself ready to play that particular villain?
2: uh you know basically uh (laughs) i have to say (laughs) nothing really (laughs) because uh fair enough you know the 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 first movie i watched oh this is great this is a lot of fun it's a little dark and um when i got the part for the second movie i thought oh okay this is going to be at least i'll have some fun because i've been a martial artist most of my life and I thought, oh, I'll get to do some, some fun stuff, uh, fighting these guys and this and that, and, you know, a lot of uh, stunts and things. Uh, and it turns out that the second movie, uh, they decided the first movie was a little too dark for kids. And the second movie, they basically turned into, like, uh, you know, like a Nickelodeon show kind of thing.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, it
2: was like a little more wacky. And, you know, all the, all the uh, violence and action was, was pretty, you know, over
3: the top <laughs> ice. Vanilla, yeah. ice. <laughs> vanilla ice and anyway, yeah ice, uh. ice, ice
2: and then <laughs> and the, the character of the shredder uh basically <laughs> didn't do anything but ordered people he just stood there and goes hey you know get those turtles or hey, go go or destroy that that town and that you know that kind of stuff uh right. so i didn't really get to do any uh physical stuff uh which I, I was looking forward to uh it was still fun uh it was it was just uh you know it it is amazing to me um the it's popularity it's resurgence because i've done a few cons where i would say 80 percent of the people who come up to me are uh, ninja turtle fans and they're all like pretty much middle-aged guys who come up and tell me oh my god you know you made my childhood you were you you scared me to death when i was a kid or you, you know, you're such a, uh, I was just, my childhood was, was the best because of, of Ninja Turtles and the Shredder. And I'm like, well, i like, you know, I'm thinking, my God, that's, it's, it's like one time, I mean, it's very humbling to, to hear stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's very rewarding to hear that, you know, kids, it's certain things when you're a kid that hits you and it just stays with you. And uh, this was just one of those things. And uh, I mean, it, it, believe me, there's, there are many, many Ninja Turtle fans out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: yeah, I, I sorry. Nope. That, was a, that was a three-way lead the question. That was incredible. All right, we couldn't do that again if we tried. Um,
1: <laughs> I feel like all three of us are like trying to walk through a doorway at the same time. Yeah, go. <laughs> um, you
3: no, know, so for me, growing up, I watched a lot of the animated series. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been fortunate enough to talk with a, a few of the characters uh, from from that. And I remember when the movies came out, me and my buddies were, were so excited. You know, we went and saw them at the theater. We we Good. watched them. Uh I remember when they, you know, because back in those days, VHS. Uh yes. v- Wow, yeah. you're old. You know what? Nobody likes you, Kathleen. Anyway, um <laughs> I like me. But you know, I remember going to my buddies. Do you know what
2: you know what the beta machine is?
1: No. Uh, okay. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, there's there's some dating. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, I uh, I
1: I might, but no.
3: It's okay. But yeah, you know, we'd we'd go and we'd rent the movie and we, you know, we'd have so much fun watching it and um, we may have convinced ourselves that we needed to go make our own throwing stars out of the sheet metal in the garage. Uh, Kids, if you're watching, please don't do that. That is a horrible idea. Um, Yeah, dangerous things, bad things nearly happened in life so uh anyway that's a whole other story for another time when we're not recording so
4: you also uh mentioned you, you have a martial arts background did you ever mm. use like that martial arts in like uh performing stunts or anything like that uh
2: no i i was i'm i am not crazy enough to be a stunt person um <laughs> so I, I, i'm a lot of my friends are stunt guys and i know a bunch of them and, uh, I, I'm like, I would never do what you're you're doing. <laughs> uh, I, I've had I mean I've had fun using martial arts in a, a few things, but most of the time, uh, you know, the the producers don't let you do too much stuff because they, they don't want you to get hurt. So a lot right. of times, it's my my stunt double gets to do all the fun stuff. But you know, it's it's a, once in a while, I'll jump in there and yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, Look, you can see my face, so I got to do it.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, that would be the difficult thing with a stunt double. With the wait, no, we're seeing your face. This yeah. part is you. Yeah.
2: And it's, you know, I watch all the action movies, and it's so, you know, it's very rare that you, can, you, you can't, you can you don't know that it's a, it's a stunt guy. Because mm-hmm. you, you see the actor, and then all of a sudden, people are jumping around, and you don't, they're, they're literally, you don't see any of their faces. So, you know, oh, it's not that will and then they cut back, and the guys, the 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 girls, standing it. there posing and breathing, and like, "Oh, okay."
1: <laughs> they edited it in pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so talking about about cons and the fact that people bring up your your roles in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from thirty <laughs> years ago, <laughs> that's incredible. That shows that your portrayal of that character had some real lasting value, and that's I think that says a lot. For your skills as an actor that it was a it was a memorable role to them i think that's a pretty cool thing
2: uh thank you <laughs> i
0: i don't know
2: if, if my skills as an actor you know i uh, it, it's uh, you know it's basically the role itself and and the story uh i think you know um i don't know i mean uh i never thought of it as so oh, this is you know uh, I guess maybe I shouldn't say this, but it wasn't the greatest acting challenge in my career. <laughs> in my career, basically because my, you know, all you see is is my eyes and all my face is covered, so it could have been it could have been anybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it, I think I think it's just one of those things that hit you a certain way, and it just stays with you as you when you're a kid and and. Uh, you know, you, you put into it, uh, whatever it is that, that you... Uh, it, it's kind of like an example of uh, just grouping back to when I was doing Lost, mm-hmm. I would do these uh, those orientation videos, right? And they said, oh, you know, it's just like those those stupid uh, informational videos, educational videos, that films that you would see in, in, in school, in high school with the very dry and they're just mm-hmm. starting off. So I said, oh, I can do that. So that's basically what I did, but somehow a lot of people, you know, fans would come up and say, oh man, I don't know what you did, but you were so creepy. And you were so, you know, it just, it's like, it just creeped me out just watching those videos. And I was like, oh, that's, that's strange. I, I didn't, you know.
1: <laughs> it's not what I, I was going
2: I wasn't for. Said, I wasn't going, I'm going to be creepy. Uh, so I think people watch it and they bring to it or put into it what they, you know, what they want to get out of it. And, i think that's what it is with with the the shredder too you know it's not
1: i have to say when tim said that we were getting to interview and i'm like i know that name why do i know that name and i looked (laughs) you up on google and i looked at your picture and i'm like oh because he's been the bad guy in this and this and this i'm like i know that face.
2: if you watch enough tv uh sooner or later i'll pop up and i'm i'm that guy oh that's, oh, that's that guy. Right. Oh, 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 oh there, there he is. That's that guy.
1: But it'll be cool. Yeah. In in the next couple of years, I'll be watching TV and I'll be like, hey, I talked to him. It'll be cool there for me. There you go. <laughs> so, with all of the roles and the notable franchises that you've been attached to, you do get to spend a lot of time at cons and conventions, which I think would be pretty fun. But do you have a favorite con question that you get and the question that you wish nobody would ask ever again?
2: Um, you know, I, I actually, I've only started doing these cons in the last uh, maybe couple of years. years. Um, and given that, you know, last year it was, you know, with COVID and everything, it was pretty much shut down. But um, I don't know if there's a favorite or uh annoying question that people ask. It's uh but what I found was that when I, the first one I did was a Lost one, which was uh, like, I don't know, when Lost was still on, which is like over 10 years ago. Uh, we, I went over to uh, London, and it was this small place outside of London. And I was very hesitant and because I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, my God, Khan signing autographs. I, I had visions of,
0: uh, I'm trying to remember the movie movie. Uh, it was, a, it was a Mickey Rourke movie where he's a wrestler.
2: And there's a scene He's called where, The Wrestler. Yeah, and there's a scene where he, uh, he's, he's had a signing thing, and he's just sitting there, and nobody's, nobody's there, and people are just, like, you know walking by him. That was what was in my head when they said, hey, come do this con. I just had visions of me sitting at this table, uh, <laughs> twiddling my thumbs, going, oh, my God. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's nobody's <laughs> going to come by here. <laughs> You know, every I have to say, every fan I've met at these cons have been uh, just amazing. Uh, it, it's 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 very like I say again, it's very humbling to meet people who are just going, who, who seem so excited to just go. Oh my God, you know, uh, it's so great to meet you finally. I you know I I I knew you were going to be here. And I, I I drove like four hours to come here. <laughs> I'm like, and you know, I'm being like, oh my God, I you know. I, I, what can i do to make this person happy kind of thing you drove four hours to see me yeah i'm like um uh, so yeah it's uh it's been fun so far and uh, it's been great just uh, meeting the people and, and uh, um i don't know if it's something i want to do uh, you
0: know all the time uh but if it comes up and i'm free sure why not That's sounds cool. good
4: So our Facebook group has over 170,000 members to it. And basically our group is just memes. It is this crossed with this. Uh And so what two characters would you like to see, like two of your characters that you play, which ones would you like to see come together to either save the world together or to be nemesis or to take over the world together?
2: Hmm. Well, I guess I would have to say, uh, when I was shooting The Tick, at the same time, I was shooting The Expanse. And uh, Walter in The Tick and uh, Jules Pierre Mao in The Expanse are basically, uh, you know, positive, negative, opposite ends. Mm-hmm. So uh it would be kind of fun to bring those two guys together and
3: see
0: what uh you know <laughs> what comes out of it.
3: What the reaction is, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean All
2: right. you know, the, the the tick character is the anti character from the from the expanse. So you
3: know. Uh, Very much so. Like uh yeah. Okay. Well, Francois, we're at a point in our show where we like to take each of our guests through a little bit of a quiz. Okay. Uh, Man, I didn't right. study.
2: What the, the, like
1: a well, oh, but point. you did. But you, you already did. did. That's the great
3: part. So uh, this quiz is called The Year of Francois. So we have five, we have five questions. Mm-hmm. Each of the questions are multiple choice. Okay? Okay. So it, out of the five questions, if you get three questions correct, we want to send you one of these handy dandy cool I gave to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund coffee mugs. Okay. It also if, has
1: a funny science fiction podcast logo on it.
3: It does. we go back. So, uh, and then if you get four questions correct, we will send you that coffee mug along with uh, uh, a book by our, our group's founding member, uh, Drayton Allen. It's called Dances with Aliens. Nick, do you have that right there?
4: I'm
1: not at home.
3: We will put that up in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Uh, anyway,
1: that will uh, just be a floating book next to Nick's head. Will be a,
3: be a book. Just <laughs> imagine. There's a book that looks nothing like this one, but this is the that other one called shaped. Custodians. <laughs> it's book shaped. Yes, because this one's called Custodians of the Cosmos. This is where we got the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund from. Um, anyway, uh, but Dances with Aliens is the new book. Uh, it's all about a uh, the last man on Earth. But he's a dog, but not a dog that goes woof, but a singing, dancing, cartoon dog of the theme park variety. Uh, he was wondering how intelligent beings could develop technology to travel to cosmoses, but not recognize that he's a dog in a, or a guy in a dog suit. So, anyway. Right. Uh, so right. I, uh,
0: that last,
2: I guess I'm going to work for it, but now, now it's, you know, the the anxiety
3: level has just gone up a little bit. Okay. Well, okay. we
1: can make that worse.
3: So <laughs> Okay. And here's how we do that. So if you get less than three questions correct, if you get two or one or two questions correct, we'd like to take your picture, make a meme out of you, and put it into our group. Okay. We call it our fun sequence. Okay. You okay with that? Sure. Like right, I said, so we can
1: make the anxiety worse. All uh, right. So yes, each five yes. of
3: these questions oh, my, is going to be about, cool. a, a, about a role that you have portrayed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's, we're going to ask, we're going to give you the name of the, the show, right. the name of the character, mm-hmm. And three possible years, okay, okay? Yeah. and you got to pick the year. Now, again, this is all based off IMDb. So, if you tell us that it's a different year than IMDb, we're going to go with you. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> Unless we know you're they're right. all a different year.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, that was all twenty twenty one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I, was, uh, I remember. I remember it distinctly. It was. Uh... It was last week. I just did that. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Nick. The Flash
4: TV series as Dr. Johnny Choi was that 1991, 93, or 95?
0: I will say 93. One is the loneliest number
3: that you have. So close. So close. It wasn't
0: 93?
3: It was 91. Uh, According to IMDb, it's 1991.
2: Oh, IMDb's wrong. And it wasn't Dr. Johnny Choy. It was just Johnny Choy, the gangster. Okay.
3: Ah, see? so eh? all, right, eh? we'll go, all right. We'll, okay. we'll go with Come
2: 93. On. No, no. no. It's, it's, I thought, you know, the 90s. They're all mushed together. There's a giant <laughs> blur
1: for everybody. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Number two. Okay. Beverly Hills Ninja as Izumo. Who's that? 1990. 1999 or 1997?
0: I will have to say 97.
1: You are correct. Yes. All, All right. right. Again, Order the color of the 90s.
3: Yeah. Two for two.
1: So I just
4: realized are these when it was released or was it when he was filming?
3: That's a very good question. I, uh, yeah. According if, to I, Nick, you're just a party pooper, man.
1: <laughs> if only the person who wrote the quiz knew these things. <laughs>
3: Nick, don't ask such such odd and strange questions. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I mean,
4: he could have been filming like the first question in '91. It didn't come out till
3: '93, so you know. I went with what well, IMDb no, it said, was, as it, he was, it was, was on there.
2: Yeah, if it was a TV show, uh, it, it would have been like you know months later. So it was still
4: it would be. Yeah. All right, The Tick as right. Walter, was that ni-
0: 2019, 2012, or 2015? Where are we? Um, well, it ended 2019, so I'll have to say 2019.
3: I'll go with that. Okay with that. Because 2015,
0: that.
2: I, I almost said 15, but that's a little too far back. We we only did two seasons, so I think I think we started in in, in 2017, and then you know, but I could be wrong because the longer, <laughs> longer it goes, the, the more my so: uh, <laughs> Yeah,
3: IMDb. Yeah, IMDb said it was 2015 for the start, but we'll give it 2019. But we'll take that as the ending. So three for three. <sighs> wow. And we'll give you the coffee mug
2: all right now
1: all right question come on. number four come on, come on book birds of prey as mr keogh is that mm-hmm. 2015 2020 or 2017 that's 2020 that was 2020 and i love that yeah. movie
0: yeah Well, i we'll you know you. i, I oh, go ahead
1: we'll now send you
0: book.
2: the book all right i was when we were rehearsing and shooting that movie I was, I kept trying to find a way somewhere, even when we were rehearsing, to tell, to to say to uh, you and help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. <laughs> I, could, I could never. I'm like, I no, I can't. There's nothing I can say that's going to fit.
1: <laughs> so, <sighs> um, uh,
3: Sometimes you been, just got to shoehorn that bugger in. Oh
1: man, <laughs> I would have just like dropped a pencil in front of him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and the question for funsies magnum pi as kinney was that 2020 84 or 87
2: well it's not 84 because that was the original one it's not 87 so it's got to be 2020
1: the year but that yeah. wasn't
2: <laughs> yeah the year that wasn't at the beginning of 2020 when you shot i think
1: yeah.
2: Awesome. A little little reunion with uh, another expanse uh member. Uh,
3: All right, so since you went uh, 5 for 5, we'll send you both books. We'll send you the uh um uh the Dances with Alien books and we'll send you because you are a Star Trek fan, the book that we showed you earlier, Custodians Whoa. of the Cosmos, which right. is about a gentleman who wanted to try it, and enter something quite similar to Star Trek, but for legal but totally reasons is not Star Trek but uh washed out and rejoined uh as a custodian to boldly clean up after those who boldly just went
2: oh i got it now. okay
0: <laughs> so but
3: i'm bummed
1: because that's I'm... the level of humor we aspire for in this show
3: <laughs> who doesn't love a good a little bit of good toilet humor well francois right francois i thought we'll edit old-ish. that out <laughs>
2: Just had a little Australian
3: joke <laughs> at the end there. Hey, Francois. Hey. Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> it was good. You I did do the rest of, of that question in Australia now, too. No, no, no. We just keep
4: going. <laughs> well, Francois, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you and what you're doing now? Uh,
2: you know, I guess you can go. <laughs> you can go on IMDb, and those little L's will just uh, you know somehow figure out what I've done and and put it up there. Um, I'm not. Uh, you know, my my wife and my friends are always on my case about oh, you should uh, you should promote yourself more. You should be on you know do post stuff on Twitter and Instagram and, and stuff like that. And uh, I. I I'm not that guy, so I, I never do. <laughs> you know, my my, my, my parents and my, my dad always, you know, why didn't you tell me this was on? I could watch it. I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like, uh, it's done. So uh, nothing to really, I, I uh, the only thing I can sort of promote is uh, uh, another uh, video game, which I did. At the, the beginning of the year, uh, and of course, uh, I signed a gazillion NDA so I can't tell you anything about it except that I did a video.
3: That you did it, yeah.
2: And uh it, maybe you know, three years from now, it'll uh, it'll come out because that's how <laughs> long it takes at least.
1: Video games take forever.
2: Man, I was doing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and uh I started it, and then they said, "Oh, you know, we'll, we'll be done. We're, we're going to." Your stuff is going to be done by by November or something, and then you know, two years later, I'm like, hey, what's happening? Oh, we need some some voiceover stuff, and then you know, two months later, oh, we need some more voiceover stuff, and this and that. And I finally asked the guy, so what's do you guys have a, a schedule? Do you guys have a you know due date or something? He goes, no, we, it just takes a long time, and we just do it until we, we until we finish. So <laughs> uh, you know, which is good for them, I guess. Um, so maybe a few years from now, we'll find out what video game I did. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what video game I
3: did. Fair enough.
1: There you go. All right. Well, we will inform our wonderful viewers and listeners to Google you. There you go. <laughs> Google me. When in doubt, just use Google.
3: Just Google me. That's right. Google it out. Yeah. All right,
1: guys. I want to remind everybody
3: that subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests uh, in a non-Australian way, Francois Chow here, uh, like Francois, to come on our show, uh, have these great conversations, and and have these funny moments that you can listen to. Uh, so please subscribe. It helps us more than you will ever going to know. And we want to encourage you to please go Google Francois and check out his work as well. He's If you go to his IMDb page, you're going to find that he's been in a lot more things than you ever really gave it credit for. And if you, for some reason, if you're not happy with the content of our show today, Please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department, Azumo from Beverly Hills Ninja. Sure, sure, he's only going to get half the job done, and his reign as department head will be short-lived. But keep in mind that he's got a much more aggressive crew that will not rest until they get their other side of those counterfeit plates. I mean, they won't rest until the offending parties have been dealt with, however long it takes. Thanks. You can believe
0: that. that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, thanks again, Francois. We truly appreciate having you here.
2: Thank you, Nick. Thank you, guys. This was a pleasure, and it was a, it was a blast. And uh, I hope I was I didn't ramble on too much. Uh, yeah. No, it was okay. perfect.
1: Bye, everybody, and thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. Bye,
4: guys. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wishbone Team Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give the. Re- and just imagine the comfort you'll give Redshirt Crewman Number Sixty Eight. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins the OPA against the Martians, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope, because the redshirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of a spacesuit.
1: And speaking of sponsors and show partners, check out this short video from our good friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. Information about Level Up Lightsabers and their online training sessions can be found in the episode description below.
3: On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. (laughs) we <laughs>